This is FastFirms.com, the end-to-end law firm marketing company providing comprehensive marketing services to the legal industry in Australia and the United States. Whether your firm needs a website, online marketing, print services, outdoor advertising, or even a mobile app, we can help. Reach out to us at FastFirms.com. Well, today I'm joined by Cheryl Baim and we discuss why attorneys or lawyers need to get on their feet and start presenting at conferences and the like if they want to be seen as thought leaders. And there's no one better to talk to this than Cheryl, who brings an incredible wealth of experience when it comes to PR for lawyers. Cheryl Baim is the principal and founder of Baim PR, is a former television news producer, reporter and anchor. As a media relations professional, she transferred her knowledge to the news business into leading the Tenant News Bureau of Southern California, where she was responsible for proactive public relations for more than 24 profit community hospitals in San Diego, Orange County, and Los Angeles. Over the past decade, she has led more than 100 strategic media relations campaigns for national, regional, and local law firms, real estate investment companies, financial institutions, builders, and developers. She is based in the company's Los Angeles office. Cheryl, thanks for joining me. Cheryl, tell me a little bit about yourself and Bain PR. I specialize in working with law firms and professional services firms. I assist lawyers and law firms with expanding their brand using the media, article writing, thought leadership, speaking opportunities, getting involved in trade associations. So I look at all areas and look at how can I support the marketing and business development efforts. When it comes to public relations for professional services firms, that's really what it's all about is uh, how can we get in front of the target audiences, promote the firm, the brand, the services, and hopes of generating business. And you're, you sort of bring some unique skill sets as well, don't you? I mean, you've got this wealth of experience as a former television news producer, reporter, and anchor, uh, which would, I suppose, uh, optimize uh, you know, the experience that firms have with you in terms of um, uh, you know, them understanding uh, how to use the media better. Absolutely. I was the former journalist, so I look at public relations uh, from the news perspective. Uh, what makes a good story? How can an attorney uh, promote themselves um, and their, you know, in presentations and speaking to the media? So all of, I translate all of that knowledge to working with a lawyer in a law firm because it's really about what story are you telling about yourself? How do you make yourself unique and different? And um, I think the news perspective really does help, especially when it comes to writing and speaking, because lawyers are not trained to speak uh, to a general audience or write for a general audience. And when it comes to journalism, you're writing for the average Joe. So um, that helps as well. Is that transition difficult for lawyers, do you think, um, more than other professionals perhaps? Absolutely, because it comes with training. I mean, I was trained as a journalist, yeah. and I've been writing from that style for a very long time. And for me, for me to be trained how to write a brief or write like a lawyer um, from a legal perspective, it would be really hard. So, yeah, it, some lawyers get it, yeah. um, but I think the the transition from writing from legal to more of a general audience or in what they say in layman's terms. And what I do is if a lawyer has a hard, you know, has a difficult time doing that, I would say, well, what would you tell your sister or your brother or your mother about yeah. this issue? 
Yeah, yeah speak to me in, in layman's terms. You, you almost have to deconstruct what we've uh, been taught in law school. I mean, like I was speaking to somebody recently on the podcast, um, and uh, we were talking about uh, you know how legal training really reinforces that clinical, uh, detached side of ourselves as lawyers, and it's it's hard to it's hard to bring it back at times. Absolutely, as in. As a journalist, you know, they're trying to be storytellers. Mm. So it's about telling a story. It's not starting from the history, you know, in, in the Supreme, United States Supreme Court <laughs> yeah, in right. 2005, you know, made this decision. It's, it's let's start with a real human being yeah. and then let's do it. So it's the inverted period. It's kind of the um, inverted pyramid. So I think that um, that understanding that you need, you need to tell people a story and engage people because if you just talk facts and history, you're going to lose people because it's boring and yeah. people don't want to be bored. They want to be entertained. They want to be educated, but um, in a more entertaining way. So uh, would you agree that uh, successful attorneys uh, or lawyers are those who can position themselves as thought leaders in their space? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's really hard to get through the clutter. I mean, there's so much, there's so many uh, lawyers out there that do, you know, real estate or litigation or corporate law. So I think that creating that thought leadership, creating the tools, what I say with PR is I'm creating the tools that help somebody distinguish themselves from another attorney or the competition. So I think with um, speaking and writing and mm. blogging and uh, revising the bios, I think that you really can uh, distinguish yourself from uh, the rest of the crowd. I'd really like to talk with you more about the uh, the way that uh, lawyers can position themselves as thought leaders through presenting at conferences or seminars. You know, I mean, I think um, despite many lawyers, uh, you know, being trained to uh, speak in court, uh, that with lots of them have no reservations about that, but get them in front of a an audience of their peers and it can be a very, very different story. Um, is that what you find in, in your work with uh, helping lawyers uh, become better speakers? Absolutely. I think that speaking gives you an opportunity to communicate with people in face-to-face. And that's really where the business development happens. It's one thing to send an article out, you know, a faceless article or a blog post. People really can't connect with you. And it's a different way of communicating. A writing is your most, the attorney is most likely going to write in, you know, the case citations, things like that. But when you're in an, doing a presentation or you're moderating a panel or if you're a participant on a panel, mm. there's a, there is a way to actually con- connect with people and people can see a real life human being. And especially if somebody comes armed with a lot of examples of their experience in a particular uh, area, I think that people really would re- resonate more with speaking. And you also mentioned about um, with their peers, and I think a lot of attorneys not only do want to speak to their peers because those could be referral sources, but people, they want to speak to their target audience, which are potential uh, clients. Yeah. And there's a, no better way to connect with somebody than to not only speak, but to be in a room live with somebody and to be able to shake hands and have a conversation. And that's why speaking is an 
excellent way to not just distinguish yourself as a thought leader, but to really make those connections. I think conferences are incredible. Um, and I've heard many stories of, of lawyers saying, I spoke at a conference and somebody came up to me and it led to a, a, a lunch and, you know, it, and it led to a matter. Because, yeah. again, it's even though we have all these great technologies, LinkedIn and, and blogs, people want to connect with somebody face-to-face. And especially if a lawyer is an excellent communicator and it comes prepared with a lot of great stories, anecdotes, uh, you know, a lot of great information. I think that is the ultimate opportunity to really showcase uh, somebody as a thought leader. So, so where does a lawyer start in the preparation? I mean, if they've got a conference that they want to speak at or they've been invited to speak at, um, what's the starting point in their preparation? The starting point is who's your target audience? Who are you going to be speaking to? And sticking to the topic at hand. There are many presentations I've, I've sat through and I thought, this is what I wasn't expecting. And that's the first way to, to lose the audience yeah. is to show up, one, unprepared, but not prepared to speak to the topic. And I think that is something that should take, people should take under consideration. The other opportunity that I think people lose the audience is if they have a PowerPoint presentation, and I've seen this many times, that is just packed with information. Your goal is to lead somebody through a presentation or lead an audience through a presentation where they are learning from you, not relying on the screen. Because if you have a lot of information up there, case citations and facts and figures and charts and graphs, and people are spending more time reading that than they are listening to you. So I think preparation of a presentation is also really, really critical. And a lot of these topics are really highly technical. So I understand that people want to, you know, put hack them with information, but think of yourself also as the audience member looking at your presentation. Do you want to read this? Is this interesting to you? Um, I always look at, think of that when I, when I put together a presentation is I think of myself as the audience member. Would I lose myself? Would I find this interesting? And people want stories too. Tell stories and use examples of your experience um, with a particular uh, case or a matter and, or use case studies because I think those are much more interesting than just rattling off facts and figures and um, citations. So less is best in terms of, uh, you know, slides? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if people want more information, they're going to come up to you and say, you know, can you send me or, you know, you know, provide me with more information. And that's where the other PR tools come in, your blog posts, your articles, because you can say at the end of the presentation, I, ha- I wrote an article on this recently. If you're interested, I'll take your card and email it to you, or I have a copy with me now. I also blog about this topic often, and here's my blog. Please come visit and comment if you want. Yeah. But your presentation is not meant to be a full article or a full, um, you know, dissection of every issue yeah, in yeah. the topic. It's more of a general overview. But I think that um, using, like I said, antidotes and examples and, and telling stories, if you can disclose some of the, the stories about your client matters, I think that's much more interesting and it gives people a real sense of how you handled, how you approached a situation or how you handled a client in a, in a tough situation or how you handled the matter in court. 
court, because um, I know there's a lot of topics that come up with lawyers as how to, you know, ha- handle a jury or how to handle a judge or how to um, give closing oral arguments, closing arguments. So I think that um, it's much more interesting and it engages people more. And you, the goal is to be likable, yeah, to be yeah. relatable. Um, if somebody's standing up there and just giving a presentation with just facts, it's like anybody can just rattle off facts, but um, you really want to connect with your audience, and that, I, I believe, it's, it's through storytelling. The other great peril, which you see so often, is um, you know, lawyers or in, you know, presenters uh, just generally grasping onto the lectern or, or, or the podium um, without letting it go you know it's, it's almost like this is uh, this is my great anchor and I'm not going to go uh, I'm not going to deviate away from it absolutely and I know that you caught that from my latest blog post that I wrote about it's a great blog effect, post um, yeah. creating a thank you effective uh, presentations but I think or memorable presentations but I think that people do use a lectern as a crutch and they yeah. hide behind it and they put their hands up there or they fiddle with their papers and that really separates you from your audience so I prefer to be in front of a lectern or actually on the ground. I know there's, there's a lot of times I have stages, but on the ground and walk among the audience. I know that's for a lot of people, that'd be really fearful. And my training is to be among the crowd, but, um, that's really you can, where you can actually make your eye contact, where you can use hand gestures. If your hands are on the lectern, you, you can't, it prohibits you from using hand gestures. And hand gestures make a presentation come alive. I mean, nobody wants to stand, see somebody stand there with their hands to their side or their hands <laughs> folded in front of them. And, and, you know, that shows that there's, there's really no confidence there. But, but so, also, I mean, a panel, is a, different, a panel is a different situation. Obviously, you might be sitting down. Yeah. Um, but even a moderator can get away from the lectern and, and move around. So it doesn't, um, but I think that really does put a barrier between the speaker and the audience. But getting away from the podium also means getting away from your notes as well, doesn't it? You know, and I think this is the great fear for, for, for many of us is, uh, you know, we're, we're okay when we've got the notes, but if we have to walk away from those notes, gosh, I, you know, I'm flying solo. Well, obviously, you would hope that somebody would know their material really well, but if they do have a lot of material that they need, they can always put them on uh, index cards and use yeah. them that way. But I typically – I'm not a notes person. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the topics – obviously, I work with public relations, and I'm usually – I'm invited to speak a lot on public relations for law firms and professional services firms. So I use my, uh, my PowerPoint as, as my outline. So I will walk through it, and then I know what examples or stories I'm going to tell. Uh, but again, if there's facts and figures, yeah. uh, you know, there's index cards um, don't really prohibit somebody from using hand gestures because you don't need to hold on to your cards with both hands. Yeah, you can yeah. gesture with those cards. But um, it's just like I said, it's much more engaging to see somebody out in front of the audience um, with with no with no no with no, no notes, notes. Um, I've seen the, some of the best presenters have zero, uh, no notes. All of the knowledge is in their head, yes. and people are not expecting. Like I said, they're not expecting to rattle off facts and figures. But if you have a presentation, you can use three or four great examples and stories, and just tell those stories and use those examples. Um, people aren't going to people aren't going to know if you forgot something. <laughs> you know, you will only know that. But um, for the facts and figures or for notes that you do need, index cards were great. 
And just following the presentation, what's the best way to engage those people that you know who have listened? And I, I think that I mean lots of lawyers miss this opportunity. They 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 do their, a great presentation, but there's just no follow up, or they don't provide opportunities for uh, for follow up. What, what are some great things that that you've seen that works really well? Uh, articles, yeah, or blog posts, or uh, client alerts. I always recommend that before you go speak to write something on the topic, have it published. If you can't have it published, have it available either at the presentation or use it as a way to follow up. I know follow up is huge because, you know, we all get busy. We get back to our desks. We start working and we forget that we gave that presentation. We forget to go look at the, um, the attendance list. And for luckily for those attorneys that do have marketing and business development uh, professionals that work with them, they can help and they can be that reminder. But mm. for those that don't, um, you know, a secretary or assistant or even themselves put a, put a note in there saying, you know, connect with everybody on LinkedIn that you might have met, send a follow-up note with an article at the, at the end of the presentation, make an announcement. I have an uh, article, um, extended article on this topic available. If you're interested, please give me your business card and then stick around. Don't Mm. run out of the room, but stick around and talk to people because most likely people will approach you if the presentation was effective. Most likely you'll get approached and you want to connect, get the business card, connect with people on LinkedIn, follow up, especially the people that are really potential great referral sources or, or clients. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've actually encouraged some uh, lawyers to to even uh, you know get the audio from from the conference pres- um, organisers, or if they haven't uh, got that uh, you know, that ability, then perhaps even take their own recorder and record the uh, the presentation themselves, so they can load it on their website. Absolutely, that's just, a good idea. Just another way of engaging. Cheryl, that's great. I I, I really uh, appreciated the the chat. Um, there's six great tips that you give uh, on your blog about uh, you know how attorneys uh, should prepare uh, and present great presentations. It's a really good blog. Thank you. Is there anything else that we've missed that we that we should touch on? Uh, one thing that we did, we need to start back at the beginning, and is how you get these presentations. A yeah. lot of times, attorneys will get invited to speak, but every organization will put out a call for proposal. Mm. And so, if you, I want to speak at a certain event, identify that organization identify the event, find out when the call for proposals will be posted, make sure you get on that list or monitor the website, and then put together a just as memorable and interesting um, presentation topic and a you know proposal that will get chosen because that is a lot of attorneys you know will get interviewed and will get chosen to be or be recommended to be speakers but more than not most of them have to do the following and 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 research it and send a um, a call for proposal yeah. or respond to call for proposal and so. There are a lot of speaking opportunities out there, and, and for those who don't love to speak and don't have tons of experience, start small, maybe at a local bar association or a state bar association event, and then maybe move on to maybe more national events. But you can start local and then um, work your way up from there. That's great. I mean, do you, would you rec- recommend a, a media kit as, as such? Uh, I mean, not that they're really you know contemporary these days, but you know, in submitting your application, should you be sort of compiling it with a whole lot of information about who you are and uh, and what you do and, and that type of thing? 
No, that's what I think the websites are for. Yeah. Okay. And I think uh, driving you, the goal obviously, as you know, is working with market, marketers or working with lawyers and um, doing marketing for law firms is you want to drive people to your website so they can yeah. learn more about your firm. So I would, I don't, I'm not a big fan of media kits. Um, that's why I say bring an article. It speaks volumes yes. to you as a lawyer, um, as an expert, than providing pages and pages and pages of background of what you can do for an individual or what you can do for a business. So I think uh, an article is much more effective and much more interesting and I think um, communicates to, you know, who you are and what you do. But I wouldn't put together uh, a kit and um, with all the marketing materials for something like just a presentation. Okay. Okay. Great. Cheryl, now where can people find you if they need help uh, either uh, with uh, you know a potential presentation they're about to do, but also a range of other things that you you provide as well? Where do, where do they track you? BainPR.com, or people can find me at my blog LegalPRAdvice.com. Tremendous! Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If your law firm needs help with a website, online marketing, print services, outdoor advertising, or even a mobile app, we can help. We are a leading law firm marketing company providing a one-stop shop for all your marketing needs. Reach out to us at fastfirms.com.